Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful guest today is Beverly Keevan Copen. We've got a lot to talk about here today, and it's creating positivity. Her mission is to inspire you to want to move forward with your life. Very often, we just get stuck in the past, but not even living in the present, never mind aiming for the future. She says, does it feel impossible to fit in uh, fit it all in challenging times like the recent pandemic can add stress and grief to your already hectic life raising anxiety levels residing in rome ga georgia uh, beverly is the acclaimed author of it's your life isn't it and for decades she has been inspiring people through her work as a glass ceiling shattering entrepreneur and an international in-demand motivational speaker renowned photographer and author and her newest book offers life tools to deal with those difficult times. She says that who loves helping people, she loves helping people find solutions, clarify their values, set goals and develop plans to make things happen in a challenging and rough time while making it still very much your life. We're very inclined to kind of live a life by numbers, aren't we? You know, and kind of live a life of expectation or somebody else's dictation rather than living a life that is of our choice and what is our choice and how do we make it and how do we choose for it to be positive ah we need to take a deep breath welcome beverly thank you <laughs> thank you was there a question in there yeah a question in there there are so many questions and then we've got an hour to unravel them right, let's look at the word positivity because a lot of people throw it out there but I'm not sure really truly people know it's a state of beingness, not just a state of mindness. Mm -hmm. um, I love the word positivity. I don't know that I have used it, but I may now. <laughs> uh, I have uh, so many people who say to me, you're always smiling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a good clue. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's number one right? sign. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and others have said, uh, you know, when you walk into a room, you know, you just make the room brighter. I mean, those are really nice things to hear. And it encourages me to continue doing that. So um, I guess part of what is going on around the world, or in, where you are, where I am and other places, is uh, people getting stuck uh, without positivity and uh, not knowing how to move forward. Mm, getting stuck you know that is a huge issue because you know we, we talk a great deal about our emotions here in self-discovery media and it's like all of our emotions are an indication how we're feeling or how we're reacting to a situation mm -hmm. but one of the issues is is we get stuck in that emotion or become emotional about the emotion mm -hmm. and then we can't see what's in the now we can't see what's forward can we that would be a very good way to describe it. If you're stuck and you can't even turn your head a little bit to the left or to the right, then it's all going to be black or white. You're not going to have any gray. Mm -hmm. Gray is where um, I, I'm, I'm hoping to, to 
to bring more people into the gray area to be able to have a, a real conversation uh, without feeling defensive about anything you say, uh, regardless of controversial it is just to have a conversation mm. in which you are able to trust someone enough to um to bring up a topic uh and not have them um shut you off mm. a lot of people are afraid of the gray zone but i look at it this way you've got a beautiful gray tones in your room behind you so what it does it it sets the stage for whatever you put up on your walls or for your presence to stand out. So when we're looking at the gray zone, it doesn't mean it's dull. It's not a harsh black or a harsh white. It's those soft tones, which is setting, you know, that beautiful canvas for your color to come out. That's a, that's a good description. And I know that I, as often as possible, wear very, very bright clothes. <laughs> you have gorgeous blue eyes, and I am told I have um, blue eyes as well. But uh, and but I love wearing tops, especially that are vibrant colors, mm -hmm. royal blue, fuchsia, all kind of yes. bright. And and it, it always people always comment on uh, the how it makes them feel. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm huge on color because uh -huh. color carries a vibration. Yes, right. It car carries a, an energy. And, mm -hmm. you know, as you said, you're, when you walk into a room, your essence walks into that room. But the color of your vibration from not only what you wear, but who you are, mm -hmm. it is what precedes you. It's, it's the, you know, oh, I can feel it coming in the room. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I heard once uh, in, a, in a big meeting with a lot of very wonderful women uh, many years ago that a lot of people walk into a group of people, not so much anymore, but, you know, <laughs> formally, uh, and look around to see who they know and decide who they want to talk to. Mm -hmm. Whereas, especially if it's an organization and you know some people and you don't know a lot of people, but one of the women got up there and says, didn't say she acted she says when I walk into a room I'm looking around to see someone and I say oh there you are mm, I like that isn't that lovely yes you feel that person right you're drawn to that vibration and yeah. you feel them and it's like I want to know this energy yeah well one of the things that I love doing is um just as I do a lot of walking around where I'm living, it's, it's, a, it's adjacent to a, a lovely college, Berry College, uh, with about 2,500 students that was founded in the 1800s by mm. a, a fabulous woman named Martha Berry. Uh, and so there are 27,000 acres of this, con co this college, um, this whole property where we are. Um, and there's so much room to walk and mm. peaceful. And even with all the students right next door, it's just so quiet and peaceful. And that's what I like to do first thing in the morning, if it's not raining or too cold, um, uh, is that. And it's um, it gives you great time to think, bless you, to think um, uh, or to feel or to watch the deer coming and going. Mm. Um, and you feel like you're um, in a different place. So that kind of thing is a wonderful thing to do for those who feel um, trapped, shut in, mm -hmm. because all during the two years, even in Sedona, I would always go out walking by myself with my sweetheart, uh, and, and, and you just absorb the beauty, um, and it, it has to make you feel better. Rejuvenates you. 
Yes. Yeah, you know, a lot of people have said to me you know, in, in my coaching practice in the past, you know, um, I just don't know how to open my heart again. You know, it's been wounded and I, it's switched off. And I say, very simple, go in amongst nature. You mm -hmm. know, um, watching squirrels climbing a tree, puppy dogs chasing, you know, a stick, uh, children laughing, um, mm -hmm. the, the trees and the leaves rustling as you walk by, the wind gently going through your hair, the water up against, you know, the shores. If you can't be moved by that, mm -hmm. then, you know, maybe your heart left you altogether, but it is a heart opener. It makes you smile. And if you are smiling, that means you are attaching, you are feeling, right? Yeah. And it's a good feeling. So if it's a good feeling and we feed the good feelings, mm -hmm. then we can stay or, or walk towards that state of positivity, right? Because that's what we're feeding. Yes. Part of this, the book, It's Your Life, Isn't It? It's actually my fifth book. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I don't know if you know the little brief story behind it, because it's really a touching story. No, please share that story with us. Okay. Um, I lived in Japan for three years. Um, I, I went with, with my husband, and uh, it was a complete, um, um, something I always wanted to do, not to live there, but to, to go to Asia, and especially Japan. So I was really looking forward to it. And I, I, I went and I knew nobody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, and I couldn't speak their language. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so so um, it, it was just a, an extraordinary um, feeling of completely reinventing myself mm -hmm. because no one knew me, no one knew, knew what I did well or what I didn't do well. Anyway, so I, I, studied, I studied the culture because that is how you get to, get to, to live, uh, how people live, how people work, how people play. And so I really did know it well. And then at the end of my three years, I went um, back home and I got an invitation a year or so later from a Japanese woman um, saying, could I come over and have, um, a, they were having a program on entrepreneurship and they would like to, to have me come over and, and speak. So it'll be a three hour program, but there will, you'll have about, about uh, 45 minutes. And they paid my way and mm -hmm. I zipped from Atlanta, Georgia. And so uh, when I got there, it was a little surprise because guess what? There were no other speakers. Ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thrown into the deep end. Can you swim? <laughs> <laughs> well, I discovered I know how to swim. Right. <laughs> and so uh, I, because I studied the culture, I knew what I could say. Right. And yes. not offend anyone. Mm. So um, I explained to the people, there were men and women um, that... Um, that here's my part, it will take about 30, 45 minutes, and then the rest of the time is up to you, because you paid your money, you're here. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know that maybe some of you don't know, uh, don't feel comfortable raising your hand and asking a question. So I have paper and pen for you to be able to do that. And if you don't want to do that, you can go home. Mm -hmm. And they all laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Free choice, right? Free will. <laughs> and so three hours later, mm -hmm. <laughs> Three hours later, it concluded, and a young woman, um, Japanese, uh, came over to me and said, Beverly, I like the way you think. Uh, would you be interested? I represent um, a very large publishing company in, in Tokyo, Diamond Publishing. Would you be interested in writing a book for the Japanese market? Oh. And, 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 that, and we will publish it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
keep the composure. Don't let me think about that. Yay! Yeah. And so I, I worked on it with her um, for over a year and wrote it. And it the title was It's Your Life, Isn't It? So um, it was very successful. They translated it in Japan. To Japanese and it was published in Japan. It had never been published in English. And so during COVID, I found the manuscript in English, of course, mm -hmm. on my computer. And I said, wow, the similarities relating to change and people, mm -hmm. things that are not in my control at ever, nothing is in my control anymore. No. Um, and, and so it was happening in Japan and it was happening here. So I said, I'm going to go through this entire book and re-edit it for a global audience. Mm -hmm. And I did that one, one chapter a week. And so um, then, of course, I named it It's Your Life, isn't it? Because I now own the rights to it totally. And I, I, uh, I was quite pleased at the similarities that, that were happening in the book. Um, and it did make a difference to a lot of a lot of people in Japan. I, I know that mm -hmm. um, because they would tell me. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, so I I had a PDF now of a book that no one has ever read read mm -hmm. ever uh, other than in Japanese. <laughs> right, exactly. And so I sent it to a few trusted friends, uh, hoping they would give me some real good feedback. And I sent it to a good friend in Ecuador whose name is Dr. Sonia Roca, and she uh, is chairman and founder of a university in, in Quito, Ecuador. And so um, I was starting to get feedback, um, good stuff, you know, things I would really want to do. And uh, I got an um, email back from Dr. Roca saying, um, I read your book, Beverly, and I love it. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to have it translated into Spanish. <laughs> And uh, we're going to publish it at my university. Is that okay with you? <laughs> <laughs> Let me think about it. <laughs> so, uh, it's now in Spanish. <laughs> so, um, I, I say that books fall into my lap. Um, mm. I don't. I don't see. See, Jessica, write a book one day. Right. No, you do something. It's different than other people. And it makes you happy and it makes positivity. Yes. And so you've done it. And therefore, um, people want to know how you did that. And that's how the book comes along. And so that's happened for every single one of my books. Mm. But I especially love the title of this one, because, again, you know, I'm, I'm a huge person constantly saying is that we have been conditioned to live life expectantly you know society dictates you know mm -hmm. the, from the moment that we've been brought up you can't do this you can't be this you know everything you can't instead mm -hmm. of like there's a beautiful gift inside of you just waiting for the present to be opened right mm -hmm. and instead of nurturing the gift that we are and what we're here to do and who we're here to be we, mm -hmm. we're taught that you must fit into this nice neat little box with mm -hmm. this label on it whether the label suits you or not so mm -hmm. the title of it's your life you know isn't it it i love it because it's yes folks it is your life it is your life right. <laughs> it is for you to do with it as you see fit the only condition is that it does no harm to anyone right and when you have that in your heart and soul, when you actually are in a state of love and that higher hurts, you mm -hmm. can't knowingly do harm to anyone because it hurts you, yes. right? So, yes. but 
taking charge of our life. So many people are living. Yes, but everybody expects me to. Oh, I should do this. Or, or maybe I should be like that person. No, it's <laughs> this is your book of life. What are your chapters in it? And yeah. anything that can help us be our own book of life is mm. wonderful. And yeah. I'm very apropos right now where so many people are kind of flapping in the wind and not knowing where they belong. Well, first and foremost, darling, you belong with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, you belong with you. And I, I want to make sure that you recognize the, the subtitle of the book, because I think that is equally as important. I'm reading it. Right. Making, making a difference begins with, I have an idea. Mm. And that's part of what um, I wanted to really convey is that there's so many people who the ones who say you can't do this, you can't do yes. that, you have to fit in, that if, if it, you have an idea and you think it's viable, mm -hmm. then don't let anybody pop your bubble. You have to pursue it and yes. to the best of your degree and listen to advice, listen mm -hmm. to good suggestions, but don't let somebody come along and just go, Pop. Yeah. You know, that's a stupid idea. No, yeah. don't, don't, let, don't, don't let that happen. This is your idea. This is your dream. Mm -hmm. Because they can't see it doesn't mean it can't be seen. Mm -hmm. It just means that those people haven't got the right glasses on. <laughs> you know? Or they're not ready for it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, very often you can have an idea that it's, it's out there. I've always been an out there person, you know, I've always been kind of that bit of freak of nature. And for a lot of people just didn't get it. And I used to kind of worry about that. You know, why aren't they getting me? What, what way should I bend, you know, to, for them to get me and to realize if they don't get me, they're not ready for me. And the people that do get me are on that same vibe and we can do things together. Right. Yeah. So it's don't worry about if somebody doesn't get what your dream is, what your passion is, or who you are, mm -hmm. it, you know, because there is somebody out there that is waiting to meet you. Yes, yes. Uh, when I was um, um, a sophomore in high school in Atlanta, Georgia, United States, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I, I discovered that I was within uh, one credit of being a senior. So I told my mom, my, my dad and mom were divorced at that point when I was 12. And I said, I'd like to just go straight into the 12th grade. I had an older sister that would be with her. And my mother said, why would you want to do that? And I said, why not? Exactly. And that has been my mantra for all of my life. Not why, but why not? You don't know what you're capable of until you try. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't work out, it's not a failure. It's a lesson. Well, the failure would come as you didn't try at all. Exactly. hundred percent. Oh, no, I can't do that. Or no, you know, I, what if I fail? Well, you know, falling on your ass is, is just a way of showing you how to get back up. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. And how many, let's take skaters. How many times do they literally fall? And every time they fall, they learn to fall better so they can spring back up, right? <laughs> and, you know, it's don't be worried about the mistakes or if you want to give it the dramatic failures. You know, I think, as you said, failure is not doing anything at all. But if, if something doesn't work out, doesn't mean it's a failure. 
just means there's a redirect or a different way to look at it to make it work. Or maybe it wasn't meant to work in this capacity. Maybe it is an extract of that that will work better over there. And mm -hmm. it's, if you're not open to the wonderment or to the possibilities, to the, the possible creativities, you're never going to see it. Absolutely right. So part of, of my book um, is about um, not only goal setting, but evaluating what phase of life it is for you right now, whether it's a, the younger age or that era, and you just want to find a job finally, and that I really want to do, or whether it's different eras of your life. Mm -hmm. And so it's geared, I, I literally have it broken down into a different, you know, the first half of your life, if, or the second half of your life, or whether you have going through this, 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 and that, uh, depending on what you're going through would be depending on what would be nice for you to reevaluate if you're if you're writing down, I'm a big component of writing down yes. uh, things that that you want to do, uh, think you could do, mm -hmm. ideas that you might have. Uh, if somebody wants to write a book and they don't know how to begin, I say take a little yellow tablet and take it with you everywhere you go. Yes, and, and just make notes, any thoughts you have. Mm -hmm. Just keep doing that, and all of a sudden one day you'll say, "Aha! Now yeah. I think I know." And I think just on that point too, you know, I mean, we've got these things called phones where you can just press the recorder on it, right? And very often a statement or a couple of lines that you say mm -hmm. is basically, you know, the, the compass for your chapter, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't mean that you have to write your whole chapter down unless that's what's driving you at that moment. Don't drive and do that, please. <laughs> but it's, it's about sometimes just that statement. What does it open up in you? And there's a floodgate of information then ready to come through. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you another story? Mm -hmm. I love the stories. <laughs> when um, Michael Kievman um, was ill, we were married for 10 years, and then uh, he had a really diff bad case of diabetes and lost one leg and then the oh. second leg and almost his life. And so um, I had a little private notebook because it was three years of my life that I was had to put on hold, stop mm. everything. Yes, everything is now on hold, period, uh, that I've been working on for three years. Um, so I had a private notebook, a little steno pad, and I kept writing down all the awful things, the bad things that I wanted. I want to run away, you know, mm, yeah. all kind of things like that. Uh, but it was for me. Nobody yes. else was ever going to see this private notebook. Mm -hmm. And so I started to write another book. Uh, this time I was writing one from scratch, so to speak, called The Joy of the Journey. And I, I got stuck. Um, I couldn't, I wrote a chapter uh, or something and uh, I, I just got stuck. And so I, I went to my, one of my wonderful friends in New York City, who is a best-selling author. Um, and I told her my situation and she said, Beverly, the reason you can't move forward with that is because you're in the middle of it. Yes. If you can write what you how you're dealing with this mm -hmm. incredible situation that you're in, then you have a story. Mm -hmm. So I went to my thought about it. I got my little private notebook and I started um, reading it at my computer. And all of a sudden the title came to me. I wrote down the title for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. Immediately came to me. 
And within two weeks, I had completely outlined the entire book and written two sample chapters, sent it to her. She showed it to her agent and they offered me a contract to write the book. You see, when it's right, it's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, sometimes, true, you know, we, you, you're not afraid to go and ask people. Yeah. Right? And, you know, so many people are afraid to ask people for their opinion because they feel it's criticism and judgment. But when you can say it's an objective view, not mm -hmm. criticism, not judgment, it's an mm -hmm. objective view, a perspective, then you're able to receive what it is they give you back in a more fruitful and productive way. Yes. Right. But very yeah. often that judgment and that criticism, we feel, I mean, there are some people that's all they can do. Right. That's who they are. But if we if we're afraid of that, that's what we're going to attract. But if we're actually really hungry for somebody's opinion on it, what do you really think? Mm -hmm. Then what that constructive opinion is really can set us off in another wonderful direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and because of the um, the challenges that happened to me during that last three years of that marriage, um, I've included that in my new in the it's your life isn't it book mm. so that the readers will see that i am not a pollyanna person right i am a real person who has ups and downs the highs are higher than ever and the lows are lower than i ever thought possible mm -hmm. with what was happening i wanted to come across as credible yes um, and that's why i included the a little bit of that that that, that previous book to let them know that um, i understand what going through change is yeah but, you know, this particular show is called Choose Positive Living. And, you know, your opinion of that, you've chosen to live positively. That doesn't mean that you haven't had your Grand Canyons and your potholes and everything else along the way. It yeah. just means is that you chose to look at them in a different way and react to them in a different way. Yes. I don't know why that's so hard. <laughs> it's very hard for a lot of people because they get stuck. Again, I think a great deal in, in self-persecution, you know, somebody else's critique or self-judgment, uh, the feeling of a failure, or I just can't cope, it's overwhelming. There's an awful lot of hypersensitivity. I'm, I'm a, a sensitive. So as a, a, an empathic person, I feel a great deal. And this last couple of years, it's been extremely hard because mm -hmm. there's so much distress out there right now. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's how to kind of protect yourself. And for a lot of people, they're waking up to that soul and that spirit and that higher vibration, which makes them more sensitive. But instead of tuning in to all the beauty of what that sensitivity and that compassion mm -hmm. and that caringness for each other, um, it's become an anxiety. So a lot of people are living in the anxiety and they don't know how to deal with it, mm -hmm. or how to move on from it. So mm -hmm. your practical approach is something that this is a skill, this is a tool, this is what you can do to shift that feeling. Because mm -hmm. what we're wanting to do is come out of that feeling. It's not productive. It's not helping us. It causes dis-ease, right? So we don't want to get stuck there. It's what can we do about it? That's yes. where we want to go. Yes, yes. And that's why I kept making notes of everything that we were, I was doing in the time of, 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 the, of the, the first year of, of, the, of the pandemic. And what I love to do, which have a group of friends, um, some are very, very good friends and some are acquaintances. Um, I would reach out um, to different people at different times and say, coffee, we have a wonderful uh, Hilton 
in Sedona with a big outdoor yard mm -hmm. and they served um, and they had heaters and everything mm -hmm. for cold weather. And um, it, it was a great place to say, meet me at the Hilton and we'll sit outside and, you, and we'll wear our masks for a little while until we're comfortable with six feet apart. But the point is I would meet, I would do that often. And I yeah. would say, how are you today? Yes, today. Yeah, <laughs> this moment. How are, yeah. how are you today? Yeah. Yes, because we're so busy carrying yesterday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's actually today is the gift of the present, right? It's mm -hmm. like, how are you in this moment? And it's like, all the better for being here, right? Yeah. 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 It's positive when you reach out to someone else. If you're feeling good about something and you reach out, and even it's just a phone call, a text, um, an email, uh, sending a photograph, because I do photography, mm -hmm. and I'll send a photograph to a few people saying, thinking of you. I mean, yes. it's a way of staying connected and letting them know that, um, that you're thinking of them. Right. It's Those very compassionate. Mm. There was this lovely statement the other day about it isn't a lack of communication. It's a lack of compassion. Mm. And when you step into com compassion, your communication is very different. Mm -hmm. right it comes from a place of caringness mm -hmm. what is something that we all want and that pandemic has taught us a great deal we want connection mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we have been disconnected through this mm -hmm. or we've been limited or we've had to find different means zoom whatever to mm -hmm. connect with people because we realize as human beings we love connection but when we become compassionate with each other and how we feel and what we need to be there for each other, mm -hmm. right? You know, we don't need to get together over a cup of coffee and have a bitch fest because, yeah. you know, it's, it's not really energetic. It's about maybe all the things that you can do now yeah. and all the things that you can do later mm -hmm. and feed that energy. Mm -hmm. how, oh, what kind of feedback are you having with uh, your positivity um, um podcast and different platforms i'm not sure of the terminology of everything um that you are doing i've read a lot about you and i, I read oh, thank it thank you <laughs> yes i think oh, um, i've been doing it nine and a half years now and you know when i thought actually when the pandemic hit finally i'll get my book read uh, written uh no i was doing i normally do four shows a week and i was doing eight to nine shows a week wow. because i was interviewing the people who whose lives and careers have been shut down and how they pivoted and you know and which directions they went in or how they closed the door in that chapter altogether and opened it up to other people so mm -hmm. i felt it was very very important that these shows got out there and mm -hmm. it was also on how to manage your health and your immune system how to stay positive how not to get caught up in the tornado and mm -hmm. the whirlwind and everything else. So for me, I was even busier and, um, and, it, and it kind of translated over into 2021, except for my daughter had a baby, my first grandson. So I took some time out to be a grandma, which I'm loving very much. Yeah. But the, the beautiful thing is I get to meet people like you who are making a difference in the lives of others because it made a difference in your life. Mm -hmm. So you're passing it on you're sharing it forward and I think the best teachers of those that have gone through it mm -hmm. they've they've learned the skills and the tools for going through the process and now they're there to share it with other people and help them on their journey of life and I think we're I, I, I interview ordinary people doing extraordinary things uh, mm -hmm. who haven't put blockages in the way you went to Japan 
it translated into someone wanting a book from you. That Japanese book is now is in Spanish. It's in English. It's mm -hmm. now opened up a whole new arena because you didn't put limitations on it. Mm -hmm. Right. You set it free. And that is an example to people. Don't say it can't happen. You just don't know yet how it can happen. But be open to it happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Attitude is a huge thing, isn't it? Gratitude and attitude. Yes. Uh, one of the things that I love to mention, um, it's, in, it's the last page of the book, is the power of choice. Yes. The power of choice. It's, it's, a, it's a saying in a poem that I have written about it. And, and of course, I, I'm not going to take the time to read it right no, now. People can get the book for that. <laughs> Shall I read it to you? That's up to you. Oh, yeah, I think I would because it so it so fits what you what we what we're talking about. Um, one second. I mean, you're epitome of the title: "Choose Positive Living." Mm -hmm. You know, just because we choose positive living doesn't mean stuff isn't going to happen to us. That negatives aren't going to happen to us. Mm -hmm. But when you look at things with a positive attitude, you'll always find a way of dealing with it, through it, and because of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so here it is. Okay. Power of choice. Regardless of your position in life, your circumstances, or the challenges you are faced with every day, you and I have the most important freedoms in the world. We can see, feel, say, study, write, think, or be anything we choose. It is ours for the taking. Every day, in every situation, you and I have choices and options. We can choose to be negative or we can choose to be positive. We can choose to be angry or we can choose to be peaceful. We can choose to be resentful or we can choose to be grateful. We can lash out and say, why me? Or we can reach out and help someone else. We must separate things that are within our control from those not in our control. We need to let go of the ones not in our control and take action on the ones that are. The power of choice is in your attitude. Life is too short, precarious and fragile. Your attitude is the one ingredient that will turn around your day, your week, and your life. That is your choice, yours alone. Perfect. And you know what? Not making a choice is a choice in itself. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, I interviewed a 10-year-old a few years ago who had written a book, 365 Days with a Positive um, Attitude. Wow. Oh, and it just, I, you know, I was expecting to kind of be speaking to a 10-year-old and change my whole persona. She blew me away. You know, just simple things. It's like, well, if it's not making you happy, why do you continue to do it? Mm -hmm. And it's like, as adults, we get so caught up in this higher intellect <laughs> that we forget the simplicity of living. And it's like, I'm not happy doing this. Now, there, that doesn't mean that, you know, you don't like doing the dishes or washing the floor, right? That's, you know, not many people are happy doing that, but it is something that you do so that you have a happier environment, right? Mm -hmm. So it is a journey on the way to your happiness. Mm -hmm. But doing something day after day that makes you miserable, mm -hmm. why continue to do it? Yeah, I, I, I'm fascinated that you said you had this 
amazing conversation with a 10 year old. That's yeah. beautiful. Yes. And, you know, that's another thing. You know, the, the oldest person I've interviewed is 89, uh, the pink lady. Um, you know, she's still got her own TV show and she's just exuberant, wonderful. Esther Schifrin at 82 has written a poem every single day of COVID on social media. You will love her. I'm going to introduce the two of you together. Um, you know, it is about that choice. What are we going to feed? How exuberant we're going to be? Now, you've lost two husbands. Mm -hmm. That for some people can be devastating and there's nothing, there's no measurement of loss. It's your loss. You mm -hmm. know what you've lost. You know how you feel, mm -hmm. but you decided not to die with them. Mm -hmm. You decided to take the love that you had for each other with you mm -hmm. on your journey of life because you are still alive. Mm -hmm. And then you have the opportunity to reinvent yourself. Yes, it's not exciting. It's really fun. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 67. I started this at, at 57 when I was asked to do, would you come and you'd be on my network and do podcasting? And what's that? I had, you know, had no idea what it was. <laughs> my first show was live. I pressed all the wrong buttons and it was a Monty Python skit. Totally, you know, bizarre. And I did 13 months with her, which was a wonderful training ground being live, you know, and then I started my own. I had no idea it was going to open my world up to meet such extraordinary people, mm -hmm. ordinary people doing extraordinary things and making them extraordinary people and their contribution to mm -hmm. our existence of life on this planet. Mm -hmm. And it is beautiful to see because when we watch the news, we mm -hmm. see misery, misery, misery. I say they take a pimple, and make it into a volcanic eruption. It, mm -hmm. You know, fear cells, hate cells, misery cells. We're not buying that. Here, mm -hmm. you're going to get the people that have chosen to be productive, to be positive, to be creative, and to be, you know, contributors. And being a contributor is just so much more exciting, isn't it? It is. I love part, part of my whole mantra is. Uh, is is the value of giving back yes yes i i have i wrote a um a letter to my uh i have a blended family needless to say mm -hmm. and, uh, to when when i was approaching my 80th year i'm currently 84 um 84 <laughs> young yes 84 <laughs> young age is just the number yes exactly it's not your expiry date right? <laughs> And, um, and I decided my grandchildren, who had various ages, it's, it's irrelevant, but I said, I know everything, at least I seem to know more about them than they do about me, because mm -hmm. uh, I don't think they um, know how to ask questions right. um, at different ages. And so I decided to write a letter to them. Uh, I called it, If I Had a Magic Wand, mm -hmm. here is what I would want for you in your lifetime. And so a lot of it, of course, was based on my background, giving them information on uh, who, who I came from and who, who were relatives years ago, you know, things that would just be facts. Yes. Of, but then the, the four thing, the three or four things that I, I said that I, I really, really wanted you to think about and, and, and take with you is, is one is planting seeds mm. go along. Um, you have to start things and you may or may not be able to see them through. You have to plant a seed where, you know, others will take it and run with it. Yeah. Um, and so I have wonderful examples of that. So one is planting seeds and the other is the, um, the idea of um, 
lifelong learning. Lifelong learning keeps everyone young. And if you're reading a book, if you're listening to a talk, uh, if you're whatever you are, lifelong learning keeps you, your mind vibrant and keeps you always thinking about um, something interesting or exciting. Inquisitive, right? Yes, it's, it's, it's the value of curiosity yes. and in, in, in being inquisitive. And so I'm, that's, I'm living next to a college now and You're we right. have total access to uh, classes and to uh, speeches and things of that nature at the college, uh, being where I'm living at, at, the, at the Spires at Berry College. Also, uh, lifelong learning is, is critical. And then the other is um, simply making a difference, that mm. it is important to reach out and make a difference in life. Whatever you do, you have to include that in it. And there were probably a couple of other things as well. But um, those are very, I mean, I'm always referring to, you know, plant your seeds, water and nurture them and allow them to grow. Don't mm -hmm. dictate or pull on the roots, allow them to grow. And it's then what you do with the fruits of that growth is, yes. you know, what what it's meant to be. And as you say, and we get to a certain age where we're planting the seeds for others to pick. But mm -hmm. when they're young, you can plant the seeds for you to pick. But mm -hmm. who is it to serve? Because we're all here in service of one another. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what is your instrument? How do you play it? Which orchestra do you bring it to? But <laughs> it's understanding every single one of us is a gift. It's how do we use that gift to the betterment of? Mm -hmm. Well, part of what I was, what led me to think the planting of seeds thing happened um, to me when I was in my early, early years of, of I had, I had uh, started my first business, uh, which was a model and talent agency when, um, when um, my first son was six months old. And um, that's brave. <laughs> I had no plan. I had no idea what I was going to do. But two years later, um, it was the largest it travel agency. I mean, not travel uh, talent agency mm -hmm. between New York and Miami. And I had no idea what I was doing that was working. Mm -hmm. But um, but along the way, um, I realized there were a lot of women in the field of film and business relating to film who needed a, additional learning lifelong learning thing early on. And so I, I was uh, aware of um, something that a, a woman, uh, the, the um, editor or publisher of the Hollywood Reporter, Tishi Miles, created a chapter called Women in Films. And I read about that when I was working with the film industry as the first film representative. And I said, I need to meet this lady. And so um, I called and went the next trip out to California for, for my for the um, consulting work I was doing. Uh, I told her I'd like to find out more about women in film. So we had a wonderful, she came and picked me up in her yellow Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> Long before the Beatles did it. <laughs> and so um, I, I asked her, could I uh, start a chapter, the second one ever, in Atlanta. She said, absolutely. Let me know how I can help you. So I did. And so 30 years later, um, uh, I was found. My name changed just once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, the Women in Film organization found me and uh, wanted to come out and videotape how the beginning was. And they wanted to honor me at their next gala. 
that was 30 years later there were several hundred people in the audience and i was honored as the first founder and president and at that point there were chapters all over the united states there were thousands of women who were members and that to me is the essence of planting seeds yes yes and and gosh what opportunities you've planted there Mm -hmm. You know what beautiful and you watered and you nurtured it and you didn't dictate it, mm -hmm. right? And you allowed each one of those beautiful seeds to grow to be the abundance that they were meant to be. Yeah. How wonderful. A what a beautiful legacy. Um, yeah, it reminds me of Lionel Fieldberg, um, a beautiful documentarist and um, a filmmaker from South mm -hmm. Africa that lives in California now and the work that he's done and the doors that he's opened. And it's like, we don't know, you know, we can have a vision. I'm, I'm a visionary. I get given things and I know the impact it's needing to have, but mm -hmm. how, when, and who with it's meant to happen. I don't mm -hmm. always know. And it's just like, this is the vision, you know, the candidate, the template, and mm -hmm. it will come into fruition as mm -hmm. the journey takes, but just keep watering the seeds, right? Keep mm -hmm. weeding those weeds and mm -hmm. allowing things to grow. And from that growth, it, you know, it will show you what needs to be done next. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It will. And, and part of what the title of the book, which is Attracts in You, uh, the content is, is uh, all about how do I do what yes. you're talking about? Yes. Because if you give a motivational speech and you have an audience and you don't tell them how to do it. You've got a, a, a highly group of highly motivated failures because <laughs> they're now enthusiastic, but they don't know what to do or how to do it. I want so, to do that, but where do I start? <laughs> so the, the strategies in the book all along is if this is of interest to you, if this mm. type of thought process is interesting to you, here's some steps. Mm. It's your choice to take them or not. Yes. So it's a lot of not pressure, not making anyone feel like they should, could, or need yeah. to go to plan B, but mm -hmm. they need to have plan B. Right. And that plan B will kind of, you know, create itself out of uh, implementing plan A. Yes. Right. Yes. So, you know, from, from plan A, you know, I need a B now. Mm -hmm. And that needs to the C. Do I know what the C is yet? No, let me get into B. Ah, oh, now I know what the C is, right? <laughs> That's how I work anyway. It's you know, allowing because, I, you know, I've interviewed and worked with people who are very, very structured and they know their A to Z all along the line and what you should do with each letter of the alphabet. That's not me. I have to feel the way. I have to intuitively feel the way and you know what you need to know when you need to know it when you're in tuned with what it is you know mm -hmm. yeah you've lived an exciting life i love it so what's the fourth book we've covered three okay well the the, the first one was called today's saleswoman um, and that was Prentice Hall published that. Uh, and that was a long time ago, uh, based on a lot of work I was doing with women in sales mm -hmm. all over the United States and Canada. Um, and then the second book was called For Better or For Worse, um, A Couple's Guide to Dealing with Chronic Illness. The third book was, uh, I was, I was now taking a lot of photographs around the world when I was doing speeches and, and seminars in different parts of the world. And um, I had some wonderful images, of, as I said earlier, of how people live, work and play. Mm. So I was asked to write the book by the same woman, Sonia Roca in Ecuador. 
Um, and I called the book, Your Eyes Are Your Windows to the World. It was for young people in middle school age um, with a complete educational plan in the end of the book. So uh, they loved, I love, I learned that young people respond well to my photographs. Mm -hmm. The visual simulation. That they can walk through and wonder whether they could or should. Yes. And so um, it was, it was beautiful. And that, that is still available, even though it was almost 15, 20 years ago as an ebook. Mm. Uh, but um, it's, it's all about helping people open their eyes. Yes to see what the world is like, what their world is like outside of their windows. And you know what, what one picture says to one person, it says something different to the another. Mm -hmm. Because you know, inspiration begets invitation. And when mm -hmm. you're inspired by something, it invites you to explore, mm -hmm. to believe you can, what, what if that's me? Mm -hmm. um, but that a picture that opens up the what if possibilities, mm -hmm. or how does it, or I wonder why anything that sets you on the intrigue to ask the questions. Yes. Right. Question. People yeah. are looking for answers, but they don't know what the question is. That's really, really a good thought process. It really is. Um, you know, listening, having this conversation with you um, is, is causing me to realize something that uh, I, I'm finding important for me to know is that I have used parts of each one of my books mm -hmm. to build upon what was before and to update it yes and so it's your life encompasses all of the content of the other books and the messages relating to specific people like saleswomen or mm -hmm. selling or something like that or um, dealing with a chronic Ill illness loved one it, it encompasses everything but with strategies on how to move forward so I'm, um, I'm, I appreciate your making me realize um, that that's part of what I have done. But that's, that's called the lifelong experience. You know, when, when somebody's in their 20s and they're starting out, the most fruitful thing they can do is talk to somebody in their 60s, 70s and 80s. Mm -hmm. How did you do it? What's your perspective? Mm -hmm. How did you manage this? Because they're the ones with the golden nuggets of information. Why? Yeah. Because they've gone through it. So taking, you know, smidgens of each chapter of your life and putting it basically in, in, in your book of life, it mm -hmm. is like for anybody who's reading it, it's a, oh my goodness, you know, wow. Uh, when if this ever happens to me, I know what to do. Or my God, the courage and the strength she had to do this. Oh, I didn't know you could see things that way. This yeah. is what we want to do is open up the hearts and the minds of people yeah. to believe anything is possible. It's just a question of knowing how, how to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, the right question to ask, mm -hmm. what does it mean to you? It is your life. How does it resonate with you? What can you do with this information to help your own life move forward? And the best information are the teachers that have gone through it in life. They're the best teachers in life. Wonderful. So, yes, the accumulation of your life is this abundance of wisdom for very lucky people who hear you or read what you have to uh, have written. Thank you. And I think that's one of the beauties of the concept of, um, of having a, a, a place for seniors that is mm. independent living adjacent to a college or yes. university. You're blending the youth yes. 
who are there to learn and they're more likely to want to ask those questions. Especially if, if it's in that wonderful casual environment. Yes. You know, it's not like, you know, this older person's being thrown on someone, gee, have I got to listen to this, but more of a, a happenstance in the same cafeteria or same coffee bar mm -hmm. and having a conversation, yeah. right? That's the illumination mm -hmm. because they're going to hear when they're ready to listen, not when you dictate they should listen. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very good thought process right there. Mm you have a ton of them i'm very impressed with what you do and how you're doing it when you live a certain length of life you you know you've you've gathered your muscle on the way haven't you you've learned what to do with it and i think a lot of people are afraid of getting older and yeah okay maybe you know the body doesn't move as fast as it does um i live with an 88 year old who has more energy than i do she has an exuberance over life um the christmas tree is up every tinsel everything that could be tinseled is the excitement she keeps coming to my door you know what christmas is only so many days away and that is just intoxicating her exuberance for life on the other hand her memory is going and i have to be there for those things because that's the where the ball has been dropped we went to montreal in september which was her hometown and she just tried to do it all in one day show me every part of montreal of her history where she was brought up it's like slow down i'm exhausted but mm -hmm. to see it through her eyes mm -hmm right to see her memories to you know when when she did this and whom she loved here and family there it is it's just so much more exciting and if we pay attention to people who have journeyed before us mm -hmm. and choose to hear their stories we realize how illuminating how exciting and how inviting they really are mm -hmm. that's that's beautiful and um it, one of the things that i remember mentioning in 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 my book is uh, if you need help or guidance, um, adopt a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can go up to someone really uh, amazing or who that you like or that you respect and they, you know, they know stuff you need to know. Ask them, would they consider being a mentor for you? Yeah. I don't, you know, that's a kind of a foreign concept for a lot of young people. Yes. Yes. You know, uh, would you be my inspiration? And a lot mm -hmm. of people go, I inspire you. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we don't know what's going to trigger someone into a different direction or a different illumination. It's not for us to know that. It's just for us to be there to answer the questions or get into the conversation. Because mm -hmm. from that, mm -hmm. they will find what they're looking for. That's right. I believe it. I believe it. You know, one of the, the shows I absolutely love, and I always thought, if, you know, as I, as I get older, what I would like to have in life, you know, is the Golden Girls. Uh, you know, four women, all very diverse, you know, mm -hmm. living together, kind mm -hmm. of sharing all the expenses and life doing. And I think what a way, you know, if you're single to live your life out with a bunch of good people where you can laugh and do things together. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you've been widowed twice, which is awful. But at the same time, you're still living and joy is still in your repertoire, mm -hmm. right? So it is how to find that joy moving forward, you know, when you've had the loss. And I mm -hmm. think it's important to re realize that was their book of life. Mm -hmm. You were a part of their book. They were a part of your book in your chapters. That mm -hmm. has come to an end, but it doesn't mean you've come to an end. Mm 
Right. What else have you still got to give? What else have you still got to share? What else have you still got to experience? Mm -hmm. And if we still live in that wonderment, we're still going to get so much more in life, aren't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. One, one last thing. I know that, you know, at some point we might have yep. to stop. <laughs> um, but um, I have a group of, um, of longtime lifetime friends. I call them my yayas. <laughs> Uh, you know, the Yaya sisterhood. And so we're down to five people now that I've been with me for 60 years wow. with my talent agency. And we have stayed together um, sometimes more than others. Mm -hmm. But over the last two years, we we've been in different parts of the United States and we're not quite as willing to travel. Right. Yes. Uh, so we have said it. We had, we began setting up a, a date uh, every two weeks um, on, on Zoom. Mm -hmm. um that just just the five of us right uh, and that's what we would do and we would just talk about anything the golden girls would have talked yeah. about yes and, <laughs> and we laugh and we cry and it's just been a, it was a great um thing to start and we're still doing it not as often right now but um they're going through a couple of them are going through some uh, big losses mm. and so but they know that we're there for them right it goes back to that word connection again, doesn't it? Yeah. We want to be connected. It's in our human DNA to be a part of the tribe, a part of the village. And that village is only as strong as everyone's participation in it. Yeah. Uh, everybody has a purpose in it. And when we can recognize that and we can get together with like heart, soul minded or people that have journeyed with us in life, it's a beautiful thing to, to reminisce and to share and to encourage Mm -hmm. and to support and to love one another because ultimately that's what we all want yes yes how many of your books are still in print how, oh um um well they're uh, four out of the five wonderful yeah and how do people get hold of them because i want people to to read every one of your books okay the best way is my website uh which is my name beverly copen dot com <laughs> that's my website I'm trying like to open is c-o-p-a-n no like open the door with a c c-o-p-e-n e-n okay yes. c-o-p-e-n beverly coben.com and it's got all the books listed and how to get them um and so that is pretty darn good mm. the only one that probably isn't available is the japanese version <laughs> right right <laughs> i didn't think that would be too much of a problem though <laughs> Uh, yeah, I suppose. Is it still print in print in Japan? Apparently so, but um, I, I, somebody told me they bought one recently. I don't know how they bought, maybe they're Japanese and they knew who to contact and, uh, right. over there. But anyway, um, the rest are there and I have, it's a nice, it's very simple website, but it's got a lot of my photography as well. Mm. Um, and so um, I think that would be a, a little treat, a little eye candy for those who do go to the website. Um, and I would love that. And so um, I would, what else can I tell you of how they would find me? I live in Rome, Georgia, uh, and at the Spires at Berry College. And so uh, there is a way to reach out. I do on Facebook and, and LinkedIn. So they could just put my name, Beverly. Uh, it's sometimes it's Beverly Copen, sometimes it's Beverly Kievman Copen, because my books are published with both names. Right. So Beverly Kievman Copen would be uh, one way to enter a name um, under either of the social media and be able to 
connect with somebody who might hear this uh, beautiful, um, hopefully, um, session that we're having and be able to follow up. You have some beautiful pictures of Africa here. I lived in South Africa for 11 years. Oh. It is an extraordinary country. Um, it, it has, it is, I mean, it's a place that suffered so great dearly, but it, it just, the, the energy of it and the coming together of it, you know, the, the history of it, it's just so, you know, beautiful. And the, you know, the photography of it, there's just so much to capture there, isn't it? Yes, it is so much to capture. Anytime I go to any place, I want to not only capture the beauty of the place, but I want to capture the people in the portraits. Yes, yes. You've got so many beautiful ones here. Um, you know, please go to her site, look at her portraits, look at her pictures, because she really has captured the essence. We want a picture to tell us a story. And, you know, when it, when it can, when it can give us that story where, you know, when you look at it and you go, I hear you. I kind of, or I feel what you're portraying to me, or it, you know, it makes me open up and feel in different ways, you know, then we know it's moved us. Mm -hmm. And I think in a lot of ways, people have become so afraid to be moved. Um, they've become so afraid to, to, to live, so afraid to participate. I've been hurt, I've done that before, and it didn't work out. And it's like, just because it didn't, and it wasn't a good experience doesn't mean tomorrow or today can't be a better experience. You learn from those mistakes. You learn from those experiences. Please do not be afraid um, of willingness to move forward and experience a new chapter in life because that's what it's about, right? Participation. It's your life, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is. Absolutely. Right on, sister. It right. is. And let nobody tell you otherwise. Yeah. You belong to you. The choices you make on behalf of you is the way you're going to live your life. So be kind and caring and loving with you. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your inviting me to be a part of this. And I hope that we can connect in other ways. I will look again at, your, at the things that you do offer and see if there's something there that makes sense for me. Mm. And I would be able to... Uh, to um, reach out to you. I'm quite sure of that. I I'd love to do a round table with you with maybe Esther, um, you know, just I think the the exuberance of both of your energies of you just the, the attitude towards life. I mean, in, in itself, it, it is a, a beautiful invitation to people. So I'd love to have you back again. I would welcome that opportunity. And I thank you so much for inviting My, me. Thank you very much. Folks, Christmas is around the corner. Um, please get these books. This is a wonderful gift to give to people. There are still a lot of people in flux, you know, not quite sure how to pivot or other that that crossroads of life and don't know where to go. It's your life, isn't it? It's a perfect, perfect uh, something to read and for you to get to know this is your life. It is your choice. What do you want? What is the best of you that you can bring out and share in a different direction? Just because something's come to an end doesn't mean you're, that you're lost. It just means you're in limbo looking for a place to go. When you get to know you and your choice of your life, living it for you and your meaningful purpose, now you're full speed ahead. And that's where we want you to be. It is on Amazon.com as an ebook. 
I forgot to say that. Great. It will be all here on your page. All people have to do is put in your name at selfdiscoverymedia.com and -hmm. they're going to be able to hear it on 14 audio platforms, video, uh, read the blog and go to your site and everything. So beverlycopen.com. And I really do encourage you to look at the the wonderful photography to get all of the books. Whether you miss Christmas or not, because you're hearing this later, it doesn't matter. You know there's somebody or maybe even yourself Like, am I living my life for me? Am I really in tune with me? Am I doing something that really compels me to move forward? And if there is a no in there, you need this book. I love it. Thank Thank you you so much, Beverly. It's been beautiful having you here. It was beautiful to, to, to get to know you a little better. Thank you so much. Right back at you. Folks. Look at this beautiful, exuberant woman with such wonderful journey of life that she's now here sharing with all of us. And it's please, whatever you're at at the present moment, it's just a pause in your life while you recollect yourself, while you discover it's your life and how to move forward. All right. Because nothing is ending. It's only a beginning of a new chapter. Until next time. Bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You will hear many, many shows here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. We have new shows for you out every week. Just find them on our podcast or or what's new. If you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others, or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.